There are so many things going on, good or bad or both, when there are so many things calling for our attention and pulling our heartstrings in different directions. Grace, the grace we get from Jesus is the thing that, that comes in and lets us off the hook and says, it's okay. These things don't have to get done. These things can fall. At the end of the day, what matters is this relationship that I have with you and this, this connection, connection back to God and this foundational faith. Like That's all that matters. Welcome to the Experience Jesus Calling podcast. Emily Lay seemingly has it all. She's a wife, a mother, a successful business owner, and now an author. Emily shares how she gave up always striving for perfection and found grace instead. My name is Emily Lay, and I am a wife and a mom to three kids. I have 18-month-old twins and a five-and-a-half-year-old new kindergartner, Brady. Um, I'm also the creative director of Emily Lay Paper and Gifts. I'm the creator of the Simplified Planner, and I'm a new author as well of Grace Not Perfection. I was born and raised in Pensacola, Florida. It is a beach town in the panhandle of Florida, and holds a big piece of my heart. I love that city so much and I love going back to visit and see our families. I actually grew up outside of the city, north of the city, and went to a high school where we had cows and farms and fields all around us and it was really great. It was just a really cool experience. My mom was a teacher. My dad has worked at the local power company for many, many years and have a little brother. And I had a great childhood. My um, family's very, very close-knit and um, just family's just really, really important to all of us. When I was a child, I was really artistic. And, you know, looking back, it's funny to kind of see where I am now and what I'm doing, but I loved art and I loved writing. I used to write stories and I would make bookmarks and have my family buy the bookmarks. I would peddle my bookmarks around to each person in my family and have them pay me for them. Um, so I guess it's not that big of a surprise that I'm selling planners now. <laughs> but um, I think my whole family gets a big kick out of that story when we remember it. I ended up going to the college there, University of West Florida, and got a degree in English writing and a master's degree in public administration. My husband Brian and I met um, when I was 16 and he was 19, and we actually both worked at the same restaurant. And it was my very first job. I was a hostess and he waited tables, and I just thought he hung the moon. Brian's awesome. We're very, very different. And I think that's what's really cool about the two of us is that um, we're just very, very different people. And so it's it's very exciting. Our, our values are the same and all of that, but he enjoys different things than I do. And his personality is different than mine. So it, it keeps things exciting. And um, it's been eight years now that we've been married. Brian and I got married in 2008. And um, we had our first child in 2011 after Struggling with infertility for a bit. Working in corporate America, I was climbing the corporate ladder and I had a master's degree and I was checking up all the boxes and wearing the skirt suits and doing all the things. And I just found myself feeling really empty and feeling like, how am I gonna be a mom? Which is all I really wanted to be eventually. How am I gonna do that and do this? And how am I gonna mesh them together? And I realized in that role that I was in in particular, that I wasn't gonna be able to put them together and that I wasn't going to be able to find a job necessarily that 
would fit the bill and would give me the flexibility I wanted to be a good mom. Um, and in my head, good mom for me meant um, that I didn't work the 80 hours a week I was working at the time. I decided to just start my own little company. And I had friends who were um, photographers and they were starting their own companies on the sides and Etsy was new and this entire idea of you can create your dream job was a new thing. And so I just stayed up very late every night and I worked really hard and I Googled all the questions and I decided to start a stationery company. And so I sold stationery on Etsy um, in the early days while I worked my full-time job at the uh, University of South Florida and um, worked during my lunch break and I worked late at night. And little by little, we just saved up the money that I made there. And once I had enough money to build a website, we built a website. I didn't take a paycheck for two years in that role. I slowly and surely built the company as a stationary company and did wedding invitations and that sort of thing. And then started doing branding work and anything I could within that graphic design realm that really made me happy to um, pay myself a paycheck, a very, very, very modest paycheck. After my son was born, one day, I was pacing around my house with a laptop on one hip and a baby in the other, and I was so much more empty than I felt when I was working in corporate America, and that was a very, very weird feeling for me. Like, what have I done? Is it worse now than it was? Am I actually any good for this child that I love with my entire heart? Am I actually any good for these branding clients that I have as well either? And am I any good for myself? And so I was on the phone with a friend and said, I am done. And it was one of those throw a dish against the wall moments where I said, I'm done. I am so, I'm trying so hard to be perfect, to have dinner on the table at six, my house always clean, my clients always happy, my baby always perfectly clean. Everyone had perfect hair and six inch heels and why couldn't I do it? And I was just miserable. And I said, I'm done. I am gonna hold myself to a standard of grace because that is all that matters. And I'm so sick and tired of trying to be perfect. When I said that, it was like this light bulb moment of God saying to me like, yes, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like he was shaking my shoulders or something. This is it. This, this message, this, this thought needs to be out there. And it starts here in your heart, Emily, because you are, you are in the thick and you, you are thinking these thoughts and you just need to like sit in them and let me work in you when I'm trying to do. And so I decided that that idea that women are so completely overwhelmed because of the pressure we put on ourselves was gonna be part of this new company I was going to make. I thought I want, I want to go into that space of women who are purchasing organizational products, looking for hope and looking for a fresh start and women who feel like I did or some variant of the way that I had felt in that throw a dish against the wall moment, um, I wanted to reach them and not just schlep a product or make a buy something. I, I wanted to make things that made them think and to get inside their hearts and help them come to those moments that I had come to and I mean continue to come to. I, I have those moments often still. Our very first simplified planner was a binder concept and I I wrote on the on the um, pieces of paper, I started mocking up this idea for a page that just had your schedule, your tasks, your notes, and your dinner, because that's the way my brain works. So those are the things I think about during the day. 
And so I used those pages for a little while and um, had them printed locally first. And um, that first year they sold out like crazy. I think that first year we sold 500, which might as well have been 50,000. I mean, it was just such a huge number to me that that many women were looking for something that spoke to them in a way and gave them hope and a fresh start, made them feel confident in their, um, you know, confident in tackling their days with all that women have going on. It's just been such a crazy adventure since then and things have grown and grown and the planner concepts changed and morphed as we've used it and tweaked it and perfected it. But um, I'm just, I don't know, I just feel so honored to be able to make a product that gives women that kind of a fresh start because I think it's something that we're all so thirsty for, like deep in our hearts, so thirsty for the confirmation and like the um, empowerment that comes with that. The whole Grace Not Perfection concept when it came to me that day when I was stomping in my living room on the phone with a friend and trying to you know comfort my baby, it it was so powerful to me and it was so like heart changing for me that I said, I want to do something with this. I want to make something with this. I want to make this tangible or give this to other women or speak this to other women. I wrote a blog post that I can't even remember how many times it's been shared a bazillion times. I feel like we wrote the phrase and turned it into a little art print and then it, it became a journal and all sorts of different things. The whole concept of the book has evolved so easily because it's just, it's such a big concept and it's something that I think women are so thirsty for right now. We all have ourselves on the hook in such a big way that, that writing this message of saying, it's cool, like you don't have to have it all together. And by the way, I'm totally speaking to myself on every page of this book. Um, you don't have to have it all together. Your house does not have to be spotless. Your kids can have oatmeal on their face and it's okay. Um, the whole concept has just evolved in such a cool way. It's been such a, it's been a, such an adventure to write the book. It's funny. I actually found, a, I found a book the other day from my grandmother. It's called My Caravan and she had given it to me. It's a book of poems. Um, she was, my grandmother was really, really special to me and actually influenced my faith a lot, but she gave me this book and I opened the cover. She passed away a few years ago, but I opened the cover and inside it, it said, um, dear Emily Sue, that's what she called me. I hope that you find this book as special as I do. And I really hope that one day you get to write your own book. And it, I sobbed. I just sobbed. I had no idea that she had written me that. And I was so surprised to actually find it and see it and think that, isn't that neat? She's totally just smiling down and, and watching what's happening. And she, she knew it would happen years ago. My grandmother was the one that really influenced my faith in a big way. She was a singer and um, she actually, you know, back in the, the big band days, she wore the big sparkly dress and she would go to the, um, I guess they were like military clubs or I don't know, I have pictures of her wearing these beautiful gowns with her hair all curled and pretty and um, the big band behind her and there were lots of military people there and um, she would sing. She would sing hymns, I remember, in the car. And after she would sing these songs, she would tell me about Jesus and she would tell me about her faith. And it was very just joyful. And it was very almost simple. It was just this like childlike faith where she found such joy in the fact that God cared for her in such a big way. 
And I was just enamored with her and with the way that she loved God in everything that she did. And she talked about him like he was her best friend. And um, yeah, she just, she influenced me in a really, really beautiful way in that sense. I've been through some hard stuff, um, especially with pregnancies and infertility. My, my first son was very, very, very high risk. And I, you know, finding myself in those situations um, or in those really stressful situations where life is just really heavy and there's so many things going on that you can't really get above water. I feel like that's where I felt God the most. I got my first copy of Jesus Calling from my grandmother. She gifted me a Bible and she had my name engraved um, on the front of it and a copy of Jesus Calling. And um, actually the Jesus Calling may have come a little bit later, but she, um, she wanted me to have those things because she wanted me to have the, you know, the physical, the physical tools I needed to have my quiet time every day. My grandmother used to always say to me, I was, <laughs> believe it or not, a very like hyper child and kind of always into everything and wanted to do projects and I talked all the time. And my grandmother would say, Emily, be still, just be still. And then she would quote that, the Bible verse, be still and know that I am God. And that is my absolute favorite verse in the Bible, be still and know that I'm God. It's Psalm 4610. I always try to take a couple minutes every day to just sit down with my Bible, with my devotional, with my planner, and kind of get my grounding for the day, um, and get you know my feet under me, get get my foundation under me. And I think that's what's so great about Jesus Calling is that it's so clear and it's short. You know, the pages are short, and so it's I'm able to like read it and digest it in a short amount of time. And it's so clear and helps me just map out my day in a beautiful way, in a good way, in a positive way. You know, I think as women, we take care of so many other people. You know, we take care of our families, our kids, um, our parents, our friends, and we don't often take care of ourselves. And, you know, I always think about myself as having a well that I need to fill up. And that if I don't fill up my well, I'm not going to be able to give anything out of it to anybody else that's any good. If I fill up my well with stress and worry and you know, working too hard and too fast and not enough sleep, then that's what I'm going to give out. And that's not any good. Emily's journey to grace, not perfection, has enabled her to focus on the things that matter most in life. Emily hopes to show others how important it is to reassess what really matters most to each of us and how we can get to a place of simply enjoying our lives amidst the chaos. Once again, Emily. I really believe that grace and simplicity are tied really closely together. And when we find ways to simplify our lives, to get back to what really, really, really matters, you know, the things that really speak to your heart, that really fire, fire your heart up, in a beautiful way, um, I think that's where grace finds us the most, you know, like in real rest and in real um, focus on what really matters. Next time on the Experience Jesus Calling podcast, we bring you stories of courageous women who are a part of The Next Door, a nonprofit organization that helps women who have been incarcerated or who are dealing with substance abuse issues find hope and strength for a new season of life. The next door is hope. The next door is hope for any person who walks through the door. 
not just a client, no, I mean any person who walks through the door because everyone you encounter has hope. Hope for the work that we do, hope for each other. We support each other in a way that is unexplainable. Our featured passage today comes from the December 21st entry from the Jesus Calling audiobook. My plan for your life is unfolding before you. Sometimes the road you are traveling seems blocked, or it opens up so painfully slow that you must hold yourself back. Then, when time is right, the way before you suddenly clears through no effort of your own. What you have longed for and worked for I present to you freely as pure gift. You feel awed by the ease with which I operate in the world, and you glimpse my power and my glory. Do not fear your weakness, for it is the stage on which my power and glory perform most brilliantly. As you persevere along the path I have prepared for you, depending on my strength to sustain you, expect to see miracles. And you will. Miracles are not always visible to the naked eye, but those who live by faith can see them clearly. Living by faith rather than sight enables you to see my glory. Hear more great stories about the impact Jesus Calling is having all over the world. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling podcast on iTunes. We value your reviews and comments so we can reach even more people with the message of Jesus Calling. And if you have your own story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com to share your story today.